ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and today my guest is Mike Manning. Mike and I met through uh, networking, and uh, we became uh, connected on LinkedIn, and then we chatted, and we've had several conversations, and uh, I've, he kindly had me on his podcast as well, which was really fun. And uh, we've got lots of things to talk about in common. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a brief overview of Mike and probably interrupt myself and ask him questions. But first, welcome, Mike, to the podcast. Thank you, Janice. Very happy to be here today. You're very welcome. So the most important thing that we have in common is that we are both grandparents for the first time. (laughs) And we are the worst kind because all we can do is talk about our grandchildren and they are the best thing since sliced bread, right? They are at best club I have ever been in. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Mike has a little grandson named Oliver and my little granddaughter is a little bit younger than um, Mike's grandson and her name is Amara and we are always sharing stories. So that's kind of fun. Now, Mike has had an interesting career, but the thing I love the most is his voice. And I know that you were in radio and broadcasting, right? That was my major in college. Many, golly, we're going on what, five decades now, four decades, was to do college football play-by-play on radio. But life kind of happens in a good way. It sent me to a place that had nothing to do with radio. But I met my wife and had two boys and had wonderful jobs throughout that. Uh, so no regrets, but uh, I I I do I do enjoy talking, and I hope to one day monetize more talking. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it's come back around because podcasting mm-hmm. is is uh, exciting and and still fresh. And uh, you got how long have you been podcasting? Been doing uh, probably two years with my BNI show, and a little over a year with Trinity with our Wired to Change show. Okay, so. What Mike does, he's a small business owner, and um, basically, I'm just trying to. I was just trying to look here at the notes I have. But what you do is you help small business owners either start their businesses or grow their businesses to the level that they want it to be. And and what I saw in your little bio that I want to jump off from right here is, with the things I have learned along the way, I want to help others enjoy a small business life. So what are your top three things that you've learned along the way? Oh, don't run through a red flag from a trusted advisor. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's start there. Okay. The first first business, yeah, the first business I bought was a coin laundromat in central Florida in 2004, 2005, and it just didn't add up. My brother told me, who's my trusted, most trusted (laughs) advisor, he said, I don't do it. There's this, this, and this. And I blew right through it. I didn't lose. 
I, I didn't lose a lot, but I lost enough where I should have never done that. And to this day, I have not done anything like that again. But that was a, fun, right? Yeah. I purchased a painful experience. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so um, were you, before that, you worked in corp in other companies, you were a, an employee. And yes. so then you wanted to go out on your own and brick and mortar business. Was that the first thought? Yeah, I didn't know enough then. Yeah. Uh, it was easy to have the brick and mortar because it was a coin-operated laundromat. I had a real good security system. We we're open 24-7, so it was pretty easy to run. The problem, it was it was 45 minutes from my house. I bought it at the wrong price. And and you know, it just yeah. it just happened. But that's what I learned is listen to your trusted advisors and surround yourself with good people who will tell you. Hey, don't do that. Okay, that's awesome. And what was number two? Uh, number two is get to know the people. Because and you, let me back up. As I've gotten back into small business ownership and having uh, the opportunity to meet people like you and talk more, the relationship part of the business does not get talked about enough. I know. And that's it, where you and I bonded immediately. So it's all about the relationship, not only with your customers, but with your employees, because if you treat your employees right, they'll take very good care of your customers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot of people that I work with and a lot of people that I think you work with don't have necessarily have employees when they first started. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. So it's also, I think about treating the people that you um, uh, build, uh, build referral partnerships with mm -hmm. or strategic alliances with and things like that. You, you have to respect and look after those people and appreciate what, you know, if they're doing things to support you, whether it's, you know, posting things to, to help you become more visible or whether it's sending you a, a really, uh, really good referral. You have to look after these people. Yes. If, if these folks are going to spend their hard-earned time, and we're not even talking about money to help no. you, but your hard-earned time, you owe them that plus one, whatever mm -hmm. that one is, one more day, one more hour, whatever it is. But if, if people are going to knock on your front door and say, hey, Janice or Mike, I'm here to help you, you got to treat them right because that just strengthens that relationship. And I always ask people, who would you refer to your mother? That's a base. That's the ultimate question I ask people. Yeah. You would refer someone you know, like, and trust. And if you're 75% on all three of them, you're probably not going to send them to your mother, then get to know them better or find somebody else. But it's all about the relationships. Mm -hmm. And you kind of know, don't you on, at least I find on LinkedIn, because that's where I hang out the most, but even on Facebook, you kind of get a sense right away by the type of conversation people are starting, whether they're sincere. Hmm. Yeah. Would you yes. Say? I blocked somebody today on Facebook Messenger because they contacted me and they said, hey, wouldn't you like to make $45,000 a month? And I just blocked them because they don't care about me. But going back to, especially Facebook, I had no idea the weight and the value of just commenting on other people's posts because then you get to read what they're writing. And like you said, understand a little bit more about them if they give a thoughtful comment back. 
right. or a tip. Now you're going a little further down the road with them because you know what? They actually took a minute to answer one of my questions with a legitimate, thoughtful answer. Exactly. It's, that's a really good point. I, I was, um, I've been working with a, a young man, not that young, but a, a client here on LinkedIn and he's a solopreneur. He listens to my podcast, so he'll probably hear this. Um, and he really is a good supporter of me and my podcast. And we have great conversations about building relationships. He's a no fee financial planner. So he helps people, gives them business uh, or financial strategies and so on, and uh, isn't tied to any one solution, right, in products. And he said something, or we were talking about LinkedIn, and, and I was trying to point out, so he likes comments that I likes um, things that I post. And I said, you got to do more than that. Not just me, but you have to comment, you have to engage with people and then see what happens. And now he's starting to get it and things are moving forward on there a little bit. He's doing um, quite well, but now what's happening, what would you say to this? Because now what's happening is he's really busy right now, this very minute. And I just introduced him to somebody and he, um, he kind of put her off. Like he said, I'm really busy right now, not in those exact words, but I will reach out to do a Zoom call with you, you know, when this dies down. And I'm like, no, kiss of death. You have to show people something because you're not going to be that busy forever. So you have to keep the, right? You have to keep the funnel going. Right. And the time to the time to do the hardest and the best work is when you are on top, when things are going good, because it's a whole lot easier right. to do stuff like that than when you have no clients, the phone's not ringing, and now you're struggling and making poor decisions. And you feel differently. You, yeah, you don't feel as confident at that time. Mm, no, no. And you'll, you'll say yes. At that point, you'll say yes to anything. So, if you're listening, don't be mad at me. Okay. So there we go. <laughs> and, and people need to look at that. And I've had to adjust to this during COVID as well. I now look at that as part of my marketing time. I don't consider it social media. If I know like seven hours a week, I have to do marketing. That's part of it now. Because if, if I don't follow up with somebody, another coach will. Yeah. That's right. And actually, even the social media piece, like you say, doing social media, I find that usually I spend about 45 minutes to an hour on in a morning at the beginning of my day, going through social media and doing comments and doing engagements and doing the odd posts. I'm not as good at that on Facebook as I should be, um, or as I could be. But um, But I spend time and you have to, to keep the things going, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's one of those things real quick that we call yeah. with our clients, we call, say you're staring at a boulder. You can't move it. You can't go around it. So let's break it down into pebbles. So let's say you want, your goal is to do 45 minutes a day on social media, whatever platform, do two 20 minute segments or three 15 minutes, one in the morning, one at lunch, one at night, because it doesn't matter when you do it, it's going to be out there for the people to see. So if you break it down, everybody's got 15 minutes. I don't exactly. care who you are, you exactly. got 15 minutes. Well, you know, that's, that's really good advice. And, and it makes me think of uh, another thing that I do on a daily basis 
because you know I'm involved with a, a greeting card and gift company called Send Out Cards. And, and uh, it was yesterday, Sunday, I was Sunday night, I was watching TV and I, I'm not one of these people who can sit and do nothing while I'm watching TV. And I kind of scroll the odd time, you know, I'll scroll on, on my Facebook. And I remembered that uh, a friend of mine had just lost uh, a family member. I needed to send her a card. I did it right there from my phone. And that's the beauty of it. I do that every day. I can send a card or two or three every day. And so again, that's another tool for staying in touch and showing people that you remember them, that you care, et cetera. Okay, I'm gonna ask you, do you have the one more? I said three, do you I have do. one? Okay, good. If you are starting a business, please be properly funded. <laughs> and that can mean your savings, it could mean, hopefully you won't have to take a loan to start a business because that's debt service is one of the things that kills new businesses because they can't pay it back. But you have to make sure you're capitalized correctly to stay in business. If you know, I don't plan on cashing a paycheck for six months and you, you know you have that much money in the bank, you're going to sleep better at night because you planned for it. So any money you do bring is in as a bonus. Plus, you won't make the wrong decisions just to get a client or a dollar. You can stick with your plan because you know you're properly funded for this six, these six months. So I wish you'd have been around when I first started because <laughs> I went from uh, being a corporate trainer to losing my contract job that I'd had for years and years. And I knew it was coming and I had to reinvent myself and I didn't want a job job unless it could be a contract position again. And that wasn't happening. Um, and I started, thought I started a business totally underfunded, all with my credit card, total mess. And so I learned that lesson the hard way too. So that's a really good one um, that uh, people uh, need to take, take heed of for sure. So <clears throat> you in, uh, um, and I know this is open for conversation because it's in all of your material. You um, have a pacemaker. I do. And you, uh, to 2017, I think it was? 2018. 2018. Oh, it's yep. <clears throat> right. Okay. So did you have uh, like a one bad heart thing and it just happened or no? No, I was diagnosed with syncope, which is a quick loss of blood pressure. Okay. And yes. so I would pass out and that happened three times while I was driving. I have a friend who had the same thing. Yeah. Yep. And the doctor said I was a rare case because I got about 30 seconds notice. I could feel the symptoms coming on. Oh and so I could pull God. over on the side yeah. of the road and the, I had to wear a, a, a heart monitor. Yeah. And the last day I was wearing the heart monitor, I was at home and I passed out. And when your cardiologist calls your cell phone from his cell phone, there's something wrong yeah. because my heart stopped beating for 18 seconds. Oh, wow. And he said, you're coming in, you're getting a pacemaker. And I, I've not passed out since I still have some symptoms. I know they're coming on. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's changed my life, probably saved my life too. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. So yeah. So you can chase uh, Oliver around. Us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Did that also though, were you in this business then? Were you in business for yourself then? Uh, my brother and I had a commercial cleaning company and a pest control company. So I was out and about all day. And I thought one day when I passed out, it was just from dehydration. Turned out it wasn't. So, okay. and I think I passed out five times. I got a scar on my cheek here. <laughs> so 
thought I'll be smart. I was sitting in the den and it turns out the commonalities are I'm sitting down looking down. So something here was cutting off the blood, which made me pass out. So I felt everything coming on. I thought I'll be smart today. I'll go lay in bed when I pass out. So I'll be in bed and my, I passed out and I just went smack dab on the, the nightstand. Oh, nice. A gush, gushing <laughs> blood out of there. Oh, so, yeah, dear. oh dear. Wasn't the smartest move. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm glad it all worked out. And yes, it made it but I was just curious. And the other thing I'm curious about is um, you have a partner, Tr mm -hmm. uh, Trinity, and Trinity is um, a realtor and, yes. and also a business coach, right? Mm -hmm. that, okay. Yes. So as a small business owner or entrepreneur, what makes you decide whether you take on a partner? How does that, how did that work? I've always been curious because I've never had a partner. And uh, other than my brother, I haven't either. And one day Trinity and I met through BNI. We had heard of each other. Yeah. And friends were telling us, you guys, you two need to meet. And so we finally met and we just clicked for some reason or another. We just clicked. My brother and I had just sold both of our businesses. So I was looking for something different to do. And part of me before we had met thought, had a thought about, you know, it'd be fun to be a, a coach to help people. Cause I've, this is my, depending on how you count it, fourth or fifth business. So I'm used to doing that. I've been boots on the ground with the coin laundromat, the uh, pest control company and the commercial cleaning company. So I know that world from starting from scratch and from being boots on the ground. And Trinity had the experience the other way through training and hiring and building a CRM, building a website, building systems and processes, which I wasn't, didn't have that much experience in because my brother did it. And we just kept talking and it's just one of those things. It's kind of when you meet somebody that not that we're going to get married or would have, but you kind of know them when you meet them. It's like, we got to do something together. Yeah. And it, it quickly came about and we, we both bring different things to the table, but when we're working with a client together, we always meet in the middle, no matter what end or what angle we come from, we always meet in the middle with what would be the best recommendation to the client. So do you work, at the same time with your client or do you each do separate things? We are slowly branching out to working one-on-one. -on -one. Most, most of the clients have gotten us two-on-one. Hmm. but We're slowly starting to break out. She'll have her area of expertise. I'll have mine and we'll kind of divvy that up. And we tell people up front, you'll get both of us at some times, but a lot of times you'll get just one or the other if you're okay with that. And we just kind of wherever they are in their arc, if one of us is has more experience than the other, then they'll take that particular call or the next two meetings or something like that. So, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something very profound. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, so, who is your ideal client? You know, Janice, we struggle with that, like a lot of people, because uh, there's I no there's no picture to hold up to say, if you see this, you know, tell them to call us. We, we love working with people who want to be coached. They've seen success. They know what it takes and they know a coach or a mentor is a good player there. Uh, we're learning as we go. My wheelhouse is more towards the startups and the newbies. Again, I love, cause my brother and I started both companies from literally from scratch. Right. And I enjoyed that very much. 
And Trinity's focus comes dealing with bigger companies on the systems and the processes because she is a, a systems queen and a systems geek. And she is proud of that every day she walks this earth. And so we learn, like she got a call from somebody the other day that they wanted her to work on a system just by, you know, with, with her, not me. And that's fine. And I've got a couple clients that have called me and said, Hey, I just want to work with you on this. Cause I know you're pretty good at this. And that's fine. We just, it, it doesn't bother either one of us. So it works out that well that way that we can be a, a resource to different people. Okay. And I know that uh, you are uh, very um, involved in uh, BNI Business Network International, and you live in North Carolina, and COVID hit, and BNI had to pivot just like everybody else. Has that affected you in a pot? I think it has, but I'm just going to ask you, has it affected you in a positive way? Because it had to change the way you networked. It changed our entire business model. If COVID had never hit, I would not be on this show with you today. Right. As you and I would have never met because the, we, when we started, we wanted to meet face-to-face with all of our clients. Mm-hmm. And COVID hits and it's like, we can't do that anymore. And then we started talking. It's like, well, dang, we could coach across state lines. Heck, we could coach across country lines. So let's start branching out outside of the triangle here, Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill in North Carolina. Let's start branching out that. And it has changed absolutely everything we've done for the better because we took advantage of it, not to, you know, say we're anything in that, but the companies and the people that are going to survive through COVID are going to find a way to manage it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to beat it, but it can't stop you if you're letting it stop you. If you're saying like, well, I can't leave the house, so I can't do this and this and this. Yeah, you can. You just need to be a little bit more creative. I do just like you, four, five, six Zoom calls a day. I'm meeting people I've never met before, and I'm busier than I've ever been before. It's kind of cool, isn't it? It is. I love it. I would have never met you and your group had it not been for COVID. I know. And like we're talkers and and, and both curious people. So it's just, it it seems like a natural. Um, And that's what I found. I was talking this morning to a woman in uh, England and we're going to do something together. And it's like nothing, there's no barriers anymore. It's just really, really uh, fun in that respect. Yeah. Uh, Zoom is and technology like this is, is, it's changing everything for small business. Because if you can work across state lines or country lines, hey, go for it. Mm-hmm. So, and and by the way, you know, if it's the U.S. and Canada, we're not that different. I know, I know. I mean, we may have different um, uh, leadership. We may have different uh, uh, rivalries in sports and things like that. <laughs> but really, you know. And I'm with you. I just, I look at you as Janice. Yeah, you just happen to live somewhere and I happen to live in another place, but you're yeah. to me, just my friend Janice. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. So Mike, are you um, primarily, would you say that you over the years and even now, are you a reader or are you um, a video watcher or are you a Netflix junkie or, you know, do you, what do you do for any of that learning and, and relaxation? It's funny that uh, somebody asked me this a while back because a lot of people are readers and I I read, I don't read a lot of books. I consider myself a content consumer. Mm -hmm. 
I'm on the internet all the time. People, I was, I've got a printout here for starting, for writing my first online course. I've got a printout over here for starting an, an email list. So I just, I love the stuff that people do that I don't know how to do. And I tell people all the time, and please take this the right way. If you're the smartest person in the room, leave the room. Cause yeah. what could you learn? Yeah. Go find, a, acknowledge somebody's always smarter than you. Yeah. And because it, it just is. So I just, I love just getting on the internet and just scrolling through and, you know, just seeing what's out there. And again, that's how I, I met Michelle to meet you. Mm, exactly. Just, yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's, so I just like content. It could be the, the news, well, not so much these days, mm-hmm. but it could be a, like a documentary or something. It could be a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I do read some books. I'm reading a storytelling book right now, trying to get better at that. Cause I love doing that. Which one uh, are you reading? Uh, hang on a sec. It is the Storyteller's Secret. Oh, okay. Because I just bought the Story Brand. I'm I'm going to look at that one. Yeah, um, I because I joined Toastmasters about a year ago, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to be this really good motivational speaker, and and it just turns out that I just like telling stories about my family and friends. Yeah. And you know, if you remember the dates and the times and where they were and what they're wearing or what they said to you the first time, because we all have those stories. Yes, we do. We do. But some of us are better at telling them than others. (laughs) So I don't read very often. Um, I can't focus long enough. Um, And I'm like you, I'll read articles or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, shorter things, but there's every once in a while, a book comes along that I hear everybody telling me they've read it. And I'm like, okay, I think I need to read this book. And, and I don't read novels because the, I can't stay with them, but I'm reading this book. And it's a book that was out. I think it came out a couple of years ago. I, and it's, fr- it's in your neck of the woods is where it's from. It's um, where the crawdads sing is called. Okay. And, um, and I think it's in North Carolina or somewhere in that area. Anyway, um, as I'm reading this book and I'm really enjoying it and I'm actually reading it, I've two thirds of the way through it and I can't, I know I'm enjoying it because I want to get back to reading it. Okay. And I'm, as I'm reading it, I'm seeing the language in there is so visual that it has to be a movie. You can just tell by the way it's written, you know, everything to the detail and the color of the, the swamp and the the two braids down her back and all the little details that you can tell it, it will probably be a movie anyway i just digress but um normally i'm either a netflix junkie um home decor type of junkie or um business books you know like yep. personal development kind of business books but you just said something too about um uh, reading an article about getting your first online course. I'm going through that process with a coach right now, getting my first course online. And it's a nightmare because I have to record <laughs> all these videos and I don't well, like doing that. Don't spoil the ending for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck because you like to be online, but um, for I me, you know, I, I love to teach. Mm-hmm. And so the, t- the, the teaching videos, I'm okay. Cause I get, I get lost in my teaching the welcome video and the ones where I have to be focused on talking to the client. I don't know. It's just not for me. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting exercise and uh, I'll let you know when I'm finished. Okay, so, thank you. Yes. Um, so we're coming to the end of our time together and I wanted to ask you, well, 
I know from your background in, uh, at university and in the uh, bits of sports broadcasting that you did, you're a sports junkie. Yes. Are you, did you watch the, the bubble? Did you watch the NBA finals? I did from the standpoint, I'm a, I like LeBron James. I like what he's done uh, off the court as well, that he's, because a lot of the, the U.S. athletes, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, wouldn't take a stand on anything, and LeBron does. So I enjoy watching that. I, the older I get, the, I like more of the stuff off the court on what's going on, who they are, and what they are. And I was just fascinated by the NBA to be able to pull off that bubble was impressive. They did their homework. They did. That you got to give um, what's his name the the Adam Silver the Adam commissioner. Silver. Yeah, yeah you got to give him credit because he he did a really good job. Um, so, what do you watch now? Like, are you watching football? Are you a big football fan? College football, but I oh. went to school at University of Tennessee, and we just I know got. You did. I we just got housed on Saturday by Kentucky, so not things aren't going good there. <laughs> Baseball's almost done. I'm not a Dodger or a Tampa Bay fan, so we'll throw on whatever. My wife likes a lot of those uh, uh, decorating the uh, home remodeling shows. Yeah, there's and, a new one on Netflix. Tell her there's a brand okay. new one on. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have uh, we have Hallmark on a lot. I'm not afraid to admit that. So, oh my God, that's yeah. my husband. Yeah, oh, I got no problem with it. Oh. They're all the same. I like the characters. I'm, I'm a character-based guy. <laughs> so am I. So am I. If, but I give you a like... good family drama anytime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so we did the book thing. Okay. One last thing. And that is, um, and I mentioned this earlier, but I always like to get my, my um, podcast guests take on this. I am all about being curious about everything. And yes. especially when it comes to people. And I ask a zillion questions when I meet somebody for the first time. And I want to know what you are always curious about. What's the thing for you that you reach out for? I love people's stories. I love grandmother's stories the best. <laughs> because most of us have that favorite grandmother. You kind of sometimes can't admit it. But I, I, we've got those stories most people don't think their stories are interesting or they're bragging by telling them, but they're really not. So I ask a lot of questions and I drive my wife nuts because I'll ask a question that I know the answer to, but I haven't seen that person in a while. I just want to see if anything different comes out or they added on to it or something else happened. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy the, the interview stories. And when I go to networking events, I just turn into a talk show host. <laughs> I start asking questions <laughs> because I want, I want to know. I'm with you. I read the bio and I pull out the nuggets. got nothing to do with work, but that's what interests me. Yeah. I had a guy on my show one time. He was a singer and a dancer on a on a, a on a cruise ship. Oh, we spent twenty minutes on that. That's good stuff. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, I get it. I do. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, it makes because we'll we'll get to business. He was a financial advisor. I'm a business coach. We'll get to that. That's boring. But the thing but, is that that nowadays I find with what you just said and those interesting stories we're not getting them captured anymore. They're, no. they're all, they're not getting captured for the, for our grandchildren, like yep. our stories. So are you recording things for your grandson? Starting to, yes. Are you? What yep. are you doing? Because I'm thinking that I need to do that too. 
we are, uh, oh, well, for, for starters, pretty much every Friday night, my wife's side of the family, about six o'clock Eastern time, we'll all jump on a Zoom call just to catch up. And there's anywhere from nine to 15 people in five different states, whatever. And Oliver's always the, he's the showpiece for 20 minutes. And then they start, you know, the nighttime drill. Yeah. And so we watch him and I hit record. I just hit record. So I'm going to start keeping all those and try to start editing those mm -hmm. and just kind of show the progression from one year to year and a half to two and stuff like that. And just making sure we record it. So Becky's folks, my folks are gone, but Becky's folks are, are still in pretty good health and they're 87 and 84. So recording videos of them and, and just when the grandkids get together and they start laughing with each other on Zoom. I want to record that because they just get themselves rolling on the floor laughing. So just stuff like that. And then I really want to get my in-laws on camera just to get some stories down for mm -hmm. their great grandkid, uh, for mm -hmm. Oliver and any other ones that come on. And because I'd love to hear my grandparents' voices again. I'd like to hear my parents' voices again, and you know, I limited on that. So, so uh, I have a, a fellow I know here in Vancouver. His business is called Air, Heirloom Video, mm -hmm. and that's his specialty. He goes yep. and interviews the grandparents, the the people in the in the they're already in the seniors' homes or whatever, and um, their adult daughter or adult son has asked to have them videoed, and the stories come out, and it's amazing. And just one last thing, I just listened to an, uh, an interview. Do you know who Lewis Howes is? I know the name, but I don't know he's where. He's a podcaster. And okay, he, yes. Oh, huge, yes. He's got yeah. a huge following. Yep. Yes, and he, he calls himself a lifestyle consultant type of lifestyle really uh, influencer. Two interviews that I, I tell everybody about. One is the one he did with Kobe Bryant um, oh. called Mamba, Mamba something. And it's on YouTube as well. Okay. You can find it. It's really, really, really good. And the second one I just listened to, this woman's book has been out for a while, but all I can remember is it's Lewis Howes slash episode 1010. Okay. 1010. And this woman is a Holocaust survivor and she's 84 or something now. And she's a, um, a therapist and she is unbelievable. Okay. She's amazing. And his questioning is so good and it's just a fascinating interview. And so those are the kinds of things. I don't know why I even, Oh, I was talking about getting things down and, and um, yeah. yeah. And she, her story is amazing. And so she got it. She's like, she's of this ilk that, you know, you are never a victim. You always have a choice. And for someone who was 16 years old in the Holocaust in Auschwitz, lost her whole family, except her sister, I think. Um, yeah, to say that it was, it was unbelievable. So yeah. Anyway, this has been a delight. Yes. Thank you so much to have a conversation with me. And I know we didn't totally talk about business the whole time, but I think, again, it comes right back to the fact that, you know, if you want to do business with Mike Manning, then you see a little bit of him as his personality shows through and you can see what kind of an um, uh, ethical uh What's the word I'm looking for? In a guy with integrity. And, Thank you. Uh, yes. And, and that's how I see you. And, um, and 
one who cares about other people. And mm -hmm. so if, if it's a fit, you're going to work with him. How can it. my audience find you, Mike? They can go to info at wired to change. And that's with the number two. Yeah. Uh, or they can hit me up uh, personally at Mike at wired to change.com. Okay. Or go on LinkedIn, however um, they want to do it. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks again. And I know we'll be talking again soon. So enjoy. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on, Janice. I enjoyed it. And to my guests, thank, to my audience, thank you for being here again. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.